Welcome, everyone, to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you're having an amazing day, staying grateful, staying positive, and just enjoying the very moment right in front of you. Now, in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, I have on an American entrepreneur badass. His name is Tom Antian, and he has literally never had a job. He's an internet marketing multimillionaire guy next door and founder of the only licensed and dedicated internet marketing school in the country. He is also the subject of a Hollywood documentary called The American Entrepreneur, which is premiering later this year. And in this episode, we talk about how you can actually screw the commute which is the name of his podcast, which I was just on, and how to work for yourself using internet marketing strategies to build a digital business. And Tom has been working for decades online, and he shares some of his go-to tips and tactics and strategies to actually create a multi-million dollar business online. So you guys are going to love this episode and his vibe as well. He's got that no BS approach to online business, and he also used to have a joke writing company, so he cracks one-liners throughout the entire episode, and you're going to want to listen to the end, and you're definitely going to want to pick up his free gift to all the happy hustlers, which is at screwthecommute.com slash happy hustle, and you can get his free ebook, and I highly recommend doing so because there's tons of value in there, and I think you're going to just enjoy this, this entire episode, so without further ado, let's dive into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. All right, Tom Antion, you are live on the Happy Hustle Podcast, my man. Welcome to the show. Uh, man, you caught me. I, I I was a little bit late getting ready. I want to finish my cereal with my stainless steel spork. Man. Hey. <laughs> and then, uh, wait a minute, excuse me. I, I got to clear my throat with my metal straw. Mm. Hey. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy, that tastes better through metal. Uh, there you go, and then, man. Uh, and then, uh, wait a minute. Oh, I love it. I love okay, it. now I'm ready. Now you are a happy hustler, my I man. I am the happy hustler, happiest that- hustler today. I got my cereal with my metal spork, and I got my drink with my metal straw, and I got my sun protection here, and I'm a happy hustler. Yeah. And for those of you who don't get the stainless steel reference, that's one of my company's products in EcoPack to help basically save plastic waste from entering our landfills. We created a stainless steel spork and a stainless steel straw, and I sent them to Tom before this interview. Uh, so awesome, Tom, to see you in a happy hustle hat. And you yeah, definitely you are a happy hustle. I broke my tooth on this, so now i got to go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good weapon, though. You know, this is a great weapon besides eating when they, when they attack 
attack you at an outdoor restaurant, you can stab them with your spork. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And speaking of stabbing, I mean, you are a, a self-defense expert. You're also a multi-million dollar entrepreneur. You actually have a documentary being made about mm-hmm. you called The American Entrepreneur. You also are big into protection dog training. I know you have two German Shepherds, which is super cool. A lot of synergies here. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be super fun to bring you on the Happy Hustle podcast, share you know your wisdom regarding internet marketing tactics and tools to help people through these uncertain times, especially, you know, the pandemic hit and people are looking for another source of revenue and and where better to find that than online, which you've been doing for decades. So talk to us a little bit about how you got into all this business and, you know, maybe something interesting about yourself that not too many people know. Okay, well, you know, I've been in business um, 44 years, long before. I know you can't tell with this little baby face of mine, but you know, <laughs> that's how we get rid of wrinkles when you get old. You just stay fatter than than the normal person. But yeah, so, but I've been in business literally formally since before I graduated from college. I owned five apartment buildings and a hotel, starting with nothing uh, in college, and then I uh, went on to have a nightclub. Uh, but here's the here's the interesting one. Uh, I was in gunfights and knife fights and all that stuff in the nightclub business. When I got out of that, barely alive, I thought, you know, I'm going to do something that's fun for me and fun for everybody else. I started a practical joke company. We custom designed practical jokes kind of long before Jackass and, and Punked and all that stuff was around. We did 4,000 custom designed practical jokes in and around Washington, D.C. And uh, I even went to Santa school. So, because I wasn't really a big fan of my mother, put it that way. And so I do anything <laughs> to keep from going home at Christmas. So I went to Santa school and said, Oh, sorry, I can't come home. The kids need me for Santa. You know? so, that is so hilarious. I was a Santa clause here's the thing that i don't want to brag because i know you're a big shot model actor you know but <laughs> i was the santa claus for national geographic three what? years running in dc i try to top that one buddy and that, i don't know how. i am up i am up i know you're up for a movie pretty soon i'm up for one of the leads in the remake of the blob <laughs> that's, hey! the truth. that's the truth. I helped the, the, the lady's husband that had the original blob. I saved her organization from going bankrupt. And so I said, I don't care what you do. I want to roll in the blob. I'll be the blob. I don't care what, but I'll, I'll milk that for the rest of my life. <laughs> that is hilarious, Tom. Oh my goodness. I mean, the practical joke company just seems like such a fun job. Oh my God. Well, you, know, you were, you were in the improv uh, for yeah. a while. Yeah. So I wrote custom humor every day for six years and you just can't, I mean, it's not easy writing humor, but you're just sitting there laughing all day long and you're a holistic guy. You know, there's a lot of benefits of laughter uh, to the the body and to the psyche. And so six straight years is all I did was write and deliver custom humor. (laughs) So that's awesome. But on the other hand, a lot of professional level comedians have really bad psychological profiles. So you'll probably understand that by the end of this interview (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great i'm already getting some good giggles my cheeks are gonna hurt by the end of this but tom i do want to get into your expertise Mm -hmm. which is internet marketing and creating digital companies talk to us a little bit about 
what led you into this industry and what was like your first aha moment when you were like, wow, I can actually make money online. And what was that product? Yeah. I mean, I remember that vividly because I was already, uh, when I got out of the, um, the practical joke business, I, I was always thinking there's something bigger out there for me. And it ended up being professional speaking. So I've done 3000, uh, events in 12 countries around the world. And so I was a very accomplished professional speaker. Um, this was in the early nineties and the commercial internet came along in 1994, the World Wide web, the internet was around, but not the commercial part. But so, mm-hmm. so at the time I was selling, you probably don't even remember cassette tapes you know oh so, yeah so i was selling all the products books and tapes and cds and things like that cds came after the tapes and um then when i started hearing scuttlebutt of this world wide web i'm thinking you mean i mean it was hard enough to sell stuff across the street in those days let alone around the world <laughs> from your desktop so i thought i'm gonna figure this out because this is really a great uh, i just love this idea because i've never had a job my my podcast is called screw the commute and both of you and i live a a lifestyle that we it sounds like it's bs because we do so many things because we're not sitting in traffic making somebody else rich you know so so i saw this come along and so 1994 and uh, for two years, I tried to figure it out. I Day and night in between my speaking career, I was trying to figure this out. Didn't make a nickel. And then I got good training from a guy named Corey Rudel back in 1996. Uh, he was kind of the grand, the 30-year-old grandfather of professional, uh, not professional speaking, but internet marketing, making $5 million a year from his apartment. So as soon as I got good training, I started making money. It wasn't like it is today, but it was 50 bucks here, $100 a week, 500, 1,000, 5,000. And then it's not uncommon now, $30,000 a week. So, so, uh, Getting good training is one of the the bedrocks of all this because there's so many scammers out there that'll just mm. tell you anything and the, and they're great copywriters, which is one of the best skills that you can get as a business person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to be you, you can't let yourself be susceptible to it because mm. they can they'll take a piece of dog poop. Oh, this is the greatest dog poop. You got to have this right now, yeah. and, and then you buy it and they disappear and they got your money. See, so so uh, it came around 19. 94 to 96 is when I got rolling. But from 96, by the year 2000, I had hit million, uh, multi-millionaire status. So there's no limit to what you can do online, um, only by your own you know, creativity and your own work ethic. So, so yeah. uh, that's been uh, – I'll do anything to avoid working for a living, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so so having, yeah. uh, being able to go to your computer and have money come in every morning, I mean, it's just uh, – uh, it sounds unbelievable and BS, but you and I both live this kind of life, and so do tens of thousands of other people. Uh, and it can be for your audience, too, if they apply themselves and get the knowledge. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. I mean, being able to just work for yourself without having to commute. That's why I love your podcast. I was recently <laughs> on it, the Screw the Commute <laughs> podcast. Super awesome show. And I love that you actually give tangible takeaways on how to create, you know, online multi-million dollar businesses. Now, for someone listening right now, the happy hustlers out there, you know, watching, what is like the number one 
first step if you were going to create a online business? Where, like, where do I start, Tom? I, I have no clue. This is this is going to really surprise you, Carrie, because um, a lot of people come to me and they want to. Uh, first of all, I'm totally against going for the, and you've been through this process, going through the five million dollar influxion of cash from a bunch of people that are going to take your soul and rip it out of you, <laughs> you know, for that five million or whatever it takes to uh, to get it. So. Uh, most people uh, can't even believe or picture anything like that. So I like I bring it down. I came from a small town. 500 people is my hometown, and it's still that's the population today. So wow, and I where is that the, at? I lived in the suburbs too. So we were in the <laughs> sticks. All right. So that was in uh, Claysville, Pennsylvania. Oh, it was cool. uh, the Western Pennsylvania. It was named after Henry Clay. Now he was a great statesman. He never actually slept here, but his horse took a dump on the way through. And that was good enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> Claysville. Um, but uh, so this will surprise you uh, when people come to me and they want to just see, and is this real? Can I get money coming in? Guess where I start them out? Where? eBay. No, I mean, literally tomorrow you can have money coming in on eBay. I'm, I can buy whatever I want. I shop on eBay all the time. There's hundreds of millions of people going there to spend money. Yeah. So, and, and I had a friend. Her name was Lynn Drawley. She was a single mom. She would go every Saturday to yard sales and uh, take 80 to 100 bucks. That was her limit. And she would uh, look at something. Let's say she'd see a Tonka truck, you know, one of those trucks, metal trucks that Tonka, everybody knows that. And she would go on her cell phone, and eBay has a thing called advanced search. So you click that, and then you click a little box that says completed listings only. Hmm. And she puts in Tonka dump truck. And if she sees it's selling for 50 bucks and they're only asking five, she buys it. If they're asking 50 and it's selling for 30, she doesn't buy it. Yeah. So she'd do that all day Saturday and then list the items and all that stuff during a week. She was clearing a thousand to eleven hundred dollars a week, you know, taking care of her and her kids. The old man was gone. You know, so so uh, uh it's something that's real. And I got another story I'll tell you. This really freaked me out. I buy a lot off of these buying apps like Facebook Marketplace because I'm always looking for a bargain. I grew up yeah. very frugal. Me too. You know? Yeah, I mean, my dad would buy used lumber and make us take the nails out and straighten them up and reuse yeah. them. Okay, yeah. So that's sort of the what I came from, and so uh, so I, I bought this tool off of this guy. So I show up at this gorgeous house. He's got this half a million dollar motor home out front. The house is gorgeous. He comes out dressed beautifully and invites me in to see his shop. No, great. No problem here. I go downstairs and we're going to his shop and I look over. There are hundreds. I'm talking hundreds of women's brassieres hanging oh, wow. from the rafters. Oh, <laughs> wow. thinking, oh, man. Everything up to this point Gary, was normal. <laughs> that That's... took a definite. So, so I don't want to say anything. Of course, I carry all the time. So I'm thinking I'm in this basement. I don't want to, you know, I'm thinking, well, that one brassiere might fit me. You know? but, uh, <laughs> Your <laughs> undies might end up on the rafter, yeah, exactly. Tom. <laughs> so anyway, I buy the tool. He's great. We're talking about how our dads taught us and everything. And on the way out, I said, I got to ask you about <laughs> you know, this is not normal to see hundreds of brassieres. 
he lit up. He said, oh, my daughter sells them on eBay. And she clears about $200,000 a year selling used bras. Wow. So she goes to thrift stores. She knows all the weird sizes that people can't get. Buys them, cleans them up, sells them on eBay, and clears two hundred grand a year. All right, the guy that taught me uh, would—he was an ex-marine. He was. Uh, uh, eBay has a lot of local people that will come over and teach you for pay. They'll just you know be a tutor. So he came over. He was selling doll heads. This big strapping marine. He says, "Oh yeah, I got this mold. I put ten cents worth of rubber in here, and then each doll head sells for ten bucks. And the mold would make four at a time. And people say they buy between four and ten at a time. <laughs> he was oh, doing my. twenty thousand dollars a month in doll heads. That's so, crazy, Tom. Yeah. See, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You can't just poo-poo a lot of this stuff and sit back and wait for years for some." angel investor to give you millions and steal your you know, steal the whole business from you see so uh, you can make a cash flow right away with no website and there's lots of ways you got etsy as a way yeah. to, to sell or no i got a thing that's running i don't even see it haven't touched it for a year uh, it's uh, called the dog mom shop it's all these sweatshirts and t-shirts and golf shirts with dog sayings on them. And uh, the, the order comes in. It goes directly to a fulfillment house. They, it's print on demand, basically. And they send it, and the money goes here. And, you know, I haven't touched it for a couple of years. You know, so, so those are all kinds of things that are available. So don't shoot for the, the unique idea that uh, nobody's heard of before because you got to have millions to promote an idea that nobody's heard of. Say, yeah, jump in right over there. You can't see it, but there's a six foot banquet table stacked three feet high with tennis videos. I'm a tennis nut. And in fact, and so I have a website called fatsotennis.com. Oh my god. It's the, gosh, it's the tennis site for overweight and out of shape people who love tennis. <laughs> that is hilarious. And so uh, one of the things I teach is how to make your hobbies tax deductible. So I'm a tennis nut. So uh, by doing this, I created, I have the dubious distinction, and I think you're going to help me with this, uh, you know, as we talked about your biohacking, but yeah. I don't want to ruin my image as the fattest tennis player in the world, <laughs> you know, but, but I might be willing to give it up if I can live a little bit longer. Yeah. So, so uh, I created a DVD on how fat guys like me, see, I go to the club, Roger Federer is not there. You know, Maria Sharapova's not there. It's a bunch of fat asses like me there. And we're trying to run the young guys like you to death before we drop dead. Oh and so there's goodness. angles to the court and different kinds of shots. And it's funny. I mean, it's, some of it's really funny, but some of it is really the, the tips and tricks that an old guy knows that the young guy doesn't. But yep. one of these things, <laughs> you know, a tennis racket, right? You hold it like this and the racket's here and the butt's here, right? Yeah. So there's actually... <laughs> thing this is really pitiful for a guy like you that's holistic and has no two percent body fat so so it's a suction cup you put on the bottom and then you can go down and push it on the ball so you don't have to bend over to pick the ball ah, now that's creative so i mean Tom, that's really what i take from all those stories is how creativity can set you free and actually create income online. You know, you mentioned eBay being a great starting place where you could basically arbitrage, 
you know, items, mm-hmm. buy low, sell high. Yep. I mean, you could talk about how you created, you know, a dog mom shipping fulfillment <laughs> center of printing on demand, you know, the, the doll heads that the Marine created. There's so many unique creative ideas out there. So all the happy hustlers out there listening, just think about how you can get back to the basics, stay, you know, simple in your approach and figure out what you could sell that people actually could benefit from. Right. There you go. Like metal straws, like metal straws. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of product market needs right now, and especially through this crisis, more and more people's problems are going to need a solution. The the media is making the, the market for you. Yep. By exactly. talking about all the landfills and all the throwaway stuff and everything, and and so you're getting free publicity for nothing for nothing because of uh, just jumping on the market. Yep, exactly. And that's what I think is super interesting about online business in general is you actually can create something scalable where you set it up once, like you have done with mm-hmm. your printing and fulfillment. You know. Um, dog mom business and you can just set it up once and and make money for the rest of your life. And that's why I think internet marketing and creating a digital business is one of the best tools for everyone out there listening. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why I wanted to bring you on, Tom. Talk to us a little bit about that next phase. Let's say you are starting to make some money online. Let's say maybe the happy hustlers out there, they have a, a, either a coaching business or a, a product that they sell. And, you know, maybe they're looking to scale it. They're looking to mm-hmm. pour a little gasoline on the fire. How can they best leverage internet marketing strategies to do so? Well, first of all, this is a digital world now. Now, when I first started teaching this, no, it wasn't all digital. It was DVDs. And you can still sell DVDs to certain markets and things. But now it's digital. So your your products are 97% profit. And, Carrie, you got to really try to screw up at 90% profit. Okay. As long as there's a demand for the product, again, you don't want to, you don't have to have something unique. The reason I brought tennis up is there's already a demand. Tennis nuts buy everything there are on tennis. I got eight different DVDs on how to serve and each DVD is probably 90% the same as the other one, but I'm looking for that little edge, you know? So, (laughs) so you don't have to have anything uh, earth shattering to make money. And, um, the first place I start people is an ebook and people say, Oh, I can't write. Doesn't make any difference. I I know a guy that can barely introduce me when I'm on stage and he's got 14 bestsellers. Can't read. He's dyslexic. So, so forget that. You got, uh, you got English teachers that are desperate for extra work and, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about it. You just have to come up with the idea. So I was at a four hour layover at McCarran airport in Las Vegas and wrote an ebook that has brought in so far $3.6 million. Wow. And it's a free ebook. All right. Now you sound now talk about BS. That sounds like total yeah. BS, right? Yeah. Well, let me explain to you how it works. First of all, you have to understand the concept of affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing means that uh, I recommend Carrie's product and then he gives me a commission. So that's a one-on-one affiliate. But let's say Carrie's got a uh, a uh, a biohack of the month club or something like that. And it's $30 a month. So I recommend somebody to, to your biohack of the month club and you give me 10 bucks for each person that I refer. That's the first month, right? Mm-hmm. What happens the second month? 
that person pays their 30 bucks and you give me another 10 bucks. The third month, same thing. Well, how many times did I promote it? Once. Once. How many times did I get paid? Forever, as long as they stay in the program. Multiply that by a thousand. So I'm sending you 30, uh, you know, (laughs) enormous amounts of money and you're sending me back enormous amounts of money. So that's what happened with this ebook. It was a free ebook that I taught you how to do something, but you couldn't do it unless you had the tool necessary to do it. And I would make $600 a year as long as you kept the tool. Well, some people have kept it 15 years or more. See? So this is my philosophy. Work, get paid, 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 paid. So when you create intellectual property like that, that either sells your stuff directly uh, or refers to an affiliate product that's called a residual affiliate product that keeps paying every month or every year, then uh, that's a way to create what I call an insurance policy for your family. See, because if I don't do all these biohacking things, you tell, I'll be like in a hospital bed somewhere, but money's still coming in. At least I got that. (laughs) Right. That's a a great point, though, Mm -hmm. Tom. I love that breakdown of how you made $3.6 million from one free ebook that you created in four hours of your time. So, you know, I just think about how people potentially maybe mind blown from that, that one statistic. But when you break it down using affiliate marketing to help grow, you know, your customer base and help leverage other people's lists. I know one of the most valuable things out there online right now today is creating your own email list, Mm -hmm. you know, having people on a list that you can, that you own because you don't own your Facebook friend traffic. You don't own Instagram traffic. You don't own YouTube or Google ad traffic or any of it. What you do own is your email list. (laughs) So talk to us about, (laughs) keep my energy up. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The fake cereal bowl. We'll have to put that in your highlight reel. So, so talk to us about how you have grown your email list and some of the strategies to do so. Okay, well, uh, I've been around a long time, so it was much easier when I first started to get people to give you their email uh, uh, address because it was novel in 1994. Nowadays, you almost have to pay somebody to and really give them a lot of value to give get them up your email list. But so I tell people you got to get serious about this. That means you use pop up boxes, and I don't care what you like about pop up boxes or you hate them or whatever they work. Just for instance, I got rich on public speaking you know so everybody hates public speaking you know i was selling uh you know public speaking books and cds and courses and all this stuff so when you uh, stopped at my site you saw a pop-up box that had 11 different benefits right in that pop-up box to get you to to go over and, and and give me that email address now a refinement on that is to instead of giving them a one-time incentive we call it an ethical bribes or lead magnet that kind of stuff the best way is to give them an e-course Hmm. And the reason that's the best way, because a lot of people, me included, have throwaway email addresses. If we just want to get your freebie, we put the throwaway email address in, and then we never check that. We never see any of your other stuff. See? But if you give them an e-course and you tell them, hey, make sure you give me your best address so you can get the future parts of the course, 
uh, they're like, ah, I better give them the good. If I really want yeah. this course, I got to give the better email address. So that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a hack right there that, you know, could make a fortune for it. So, so, um, and then, uh, uh, collaboration is a, is a really way to, to build it up fast. And that means, uh, trading, uh, mentions with other people that have similar size lists. You can't go to somebody with a million people and you got three people and say, let's trade ads. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no, that's not, equi- <laughs> yeah. that's not equitable. Say, um, contests are a great way to build your list, especially viral contests. Um, because, you know, if you just, if I throw a contest and you join and get one chance to win, well, if you tell your friend about it, you're just diluting your chances to win, right? You know, if they if they join, now yeah. the more people that join, the less chance you have to win. So you'd like keep your mouth shut, right? Well, that's not how it works in the in the digital world. Uh, if you rec- if you join my contest, you get one chance to win. But if you refer a friend and they join, they get one chance to win. You get twenty more chances to win. Yeah, that's what makes it go viral. Say, and so you could build hundreds, uh, thousands, really, with a good contest. Now you got to be careful in a contest. To uh, the prize must be exactly in line with your target market. Hmm. You don't want to give a cash prize or an iPad or an iPhone because people will just join and either win and then unsubscribe or lose and unsubscribe because they don't care about you. They just wanted the prize. So make sure yeah. the prize always lines up. And then use software that puts this viral aspect, and you can get hundreds and hundreds starting from nothing. Um, Mm. And then learn how to joint venture also. So I have a whole thing I'll be glad to give your folks, too. I forgot to tell you about it, but it's a half hour to tell you how to approach guys like me to get me to promote you. I put loads of people on the map, but hundreds more I've, I've had to say, take a hike. I mean, I was nice to them, but the thing is that they don't know how to play the game. They're approaching me incorrectly. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you learn how to do that, you can get put on the map, like overnight, somebody, Mm -hmm. if you approach a guy that's uh, got a big list right away, you don't have, doesn't have to be equitable in this case. You can have zero people on your list. If you come to that person with the right promotion they promote it to their 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 people, and you are now on the map, and you got money in your pocket. Ah, I love those <laughs> points right there, Tom. So joint ventures are mm-hmm. one of the go-to strategies to grow your list. I mean, creating a free course, that's, that resonates with me big time because I have you know, the journey challenge, which is basically free $1 a day, mm-hmm. but I mean, I might even make it free for all you happy hustlers out there just to actually get you the content. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the light And bulb. you'll get better email addresses on your list. So. Exactly. And you also mentioned contests, which I think are completely underutilized, especially I know I underutilize contests. So creating these you know, ways to share like that virality aspect. You mentioned software. Is there software that you recommend for contests in particular? There's various out there. Contest domination is the is the gold standard. It's pretty expensive. Okay. So you yeah. can get contest software. I think Thrive Themes has it for like $20 a month. Mm. Uh, and there's others. You can, you know, it's always changing. People are coming up because this is such a powerful method. And while you're at it, if you don't mind me telling them about quizzes. Yeah. 
are also a main oh, yeah. viral thing. Look at uh, BuzzFeed. Yeah. Uh, some they've got fifty million views on some of their quizzes, and yeah. now they've made a, a, a an update recently. I've noticed where they have like a bank of quizzes on the same topic, like what city should you live on, live in. And then you take a quiz, and it talks about uh, crime, and the other one talks about cost of living, and the other one costs about schools. And so yep. they get you to go from quiz to quiz to quiz, and then you can share. You make a share button so you can share your results. Oh, tell your friend, or are you a genius? Or only the best biohackers can pass this quiz. Can you? You know, so you do that kind of stuff. See, yeah. so uh, quizzes are awesome. In fact, in my school, we have one. One of the ways we promote it is. Uh, I have a, a distance learning school uh, yeah. certified by the state of Virginia. It's the only one in the country on this topic of internet marketing. So we have a, a quiz. It's imtcva.org slash quiz. And it's called the uh, seven college ripoffs. It's how major universities are just robbing families. So, and it's all backed up. And if you, uh, if you answer it wrong, it tells you the answer and gives you the reference of how, you know, I'm not just making this up stuff. And so that's promoting my school. And everybody that gets in my school was a large amount of money. So it doesn't have to, you know, sell every day, like, mm -hmm. you know, ebooks, but you get one person joins the school, that's a lot of money. See? So, so yeah. all of these techniques are uh, low cost of entry, massive returns. That's what I like to work with because, you know, the regular businesses like computer sales and stuff, there's like this much margin. And you know, sometimes there's not, there's this much margin. There isn't any margin. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're only going to make money if you can service them on the back end. And it's just trouble. This is like this much margin. See, so yeah. you can don't have to be. I was not perfect. I wasn't technical at all when I first started. I'm still not really technical. It's the fact that there's so much margin. You concentrate on demand, good copywriting, good value. In fact, I wrote a whole book on what I call my one sentence business plan. <laughs> and if every company on earth would live by this one sentence, I create quality products at a reasonable price that people actually want, and I service them after the sale. That's mm -hmm. my whole business since I'm 10 years old doing stuff, you know. So uh, if every company would just do that, they'd be very successful. You know, But I had to yeah. write 60 pages to teach you how to do each one of those little things. Yeah. But still, um, it's, uh, it's meant millions and millions of dollars to me. Yeah, for sure, Tom. I mean, there was so much value bombs dropped in that last <laughs> monologue. I, I want to unpack some of it. First and foremost, I want to recommend the Happy Hustlers get your ebook that you're so graciously giving away to all the Happy Hustlers watching and listening. Yeah, that's, tell you them can where go to go. Yeah, it's screwthecommute.com slash happy hustle. You can see on the page, he's got how to automate your business, a seven-figure guide to getting and handling lots of customers without pulling your hair out. So highly recommend going to screwthecommute.com backslash happy hustle. Get his free ebook. Learn about his internet marketing school online too. You can check that out at imtcva.org. And I mean, if you like what you've been getting so far with Tom, I mean, we're just getting warmed up. Yeah, I'm but not he's warmed got... up yet. I gotta get, a, I gotta get a drink of my super uh, clear green that you're gonna give me the recipe for the green drink. Yeah, we're gonna get you all uh, off <laughs> the, the metal straw. Well, Tom, I'd like to distill some actual happy hustle hacks for the listeners, for the viewers, for people out there who want to 
you know, really dive deeper into this particular subject, but also other different mediums regarding happy hustling. First and foremost, I like to talk about finances because let's face it, in order to really become financially free, you have to know how to save, invest, spend wisely. What are some of your go-to happy hustle hacks, will you, regarding finances that you could share with the, with the happy hustlers out there? My, my biggest thing is to keep your cost really low. Doesn't mean I'm a cheapskate. I mean, if you looked at my estate here, you'd say, well, he's not a cheapskate. But the thing <laughs> is, is I was telling you, I'm out there with a jackhammer breaking up you know, I'm an eco person like you. Also, I'm breaking up concrete, and instead of hauling it away and hauling gravel back, I'm making gravel out of the concrete. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm very frugal. And but see, the 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 reason I teach this to people is because every nickel you spend, you got to make three, four times that to be profitable. So if somebody tries to talk you into a $5,000 website and you can do it for a world-class website for 150 bucks max, and really with Thrive Themes, you can do it for $20 a month, you are crazy to spend $5,000 just to get a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of tutoring, how to use their really professional builder. You know, you get GoDaddy gives you this piece of crap and all these hosting companies gives you junk. But this is professional level for 20 bucks a month. <clears throat> you would be crazy to just say, no, no, I'm not going to get my fingers dirty. The, the expert told me to delegate everything. No, yeah. you're delegating yourself into the poorhouse by listening to all these. So I told people, hire me as an expert to tell you to get another expert to tell you not to delegate. <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> get knowledge. The more knowledge you have, uh, also, when the time comes, you're so busy that you can't afford to do the website yourself, you can't get taken by these other people because they come in and say 5,000. You say, well, 5,000, what am I going to get for 5,000? That's, that's probably a, a WordPress theme, a responsive theme, and a little bit of custom graphics. I could get off of Fiverr for 20 bucks. So why would I give you 5,000 for this? And then watch them just say, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they're like Elmer Fudd. They're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah there is it's no so reason. true. And <laughs> yeah. just, you know, what that point you just brought me up, I just had a call with a guy. He tried to sell me this whole repurposing your content strategy where he chops up all my podcasts and actually then makes them into 20 different clips. And I said, Oh, you mean like my awesome editor in the Philippines that I pay, you know, a nominal $1. fee who does, uh, yeah, who does a fantastic job. I mean, you want me to pay 300 times roughly? What I'm, I'm like, you know, mind blown people. You're right though, Tom, you have to acquire that knowledge first and foremost, and you have to know, all right, I got to keep my costs low and I have to make three to four times mm -hmm. whatever I am spending as a business owner, as an entrepreneur in order to really make it in order to be profitable. So great points there, Tom. Um, in terms of, let's say, entrepreneurship, you know, it's a loaded word. It's kind of a buzzword now. I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of people, you know, I mean, you have this um, new documentary, The American Entrepreneur, coming out. Talk to us about some of your happy hustle hacks for entrepreneurship and, and like really not becoming a statistic in a failed entrepreneur. Because I know a lot of people who start businesses fail. What are some tactics that you could share to actually succeed well, as an entrepreneur? Well, I have a, a mind hack I've been using for most of my life in that I announce what I'm going to do mm. long before I do it. Because 
I'm going to be too embarrassed to not do it and be just called a dreamer. Say, you know, an entrepreneur that never does anything is a dreamer. Say, and I don't want that term. So I announced that I was going to start a practical joke company to the world. People say, you can't do that. Are you crazy? 4,000 jobs later, worldwide publicity is on every radio and TV network on earth because of it. Oh, I guess I couldn't do it. Maybe you couldn't do it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, see, see, the one of the hacks is, is when somebody tells you you can't do something, it has nothing to do with you. It means they can't do it, all right? So just tune them out. So I announced it to the world. I announced this big estate I was going to buy for no money down. And they say, you can't do that. That's a couple million dollar property. I said, you watch me. And so I got a no money down deal on this big estate. Uh, I, did I take it? No, it wasn't as good as interest rate. So mm. I put 5% down, all right, on a, this multi million dollar property. So uh, announcing uh, the nightclub I had, uh, I, I took over this biker bar, which somebody should have just shot me so- sooner than later than have to go through a <laughs> uh, thousand or hundreds of violent encounters with bikers trying to kill me. Uh, but anyway, people said, you can't do that. I, t- I t- took it over, cleaned it up, turned it into the second biggest nightclub in the state. See? No, you couldn't do it. I can do it because I'm I'm a fanatic and I'm not a dreamer. I'm a doer. See, mm. so so that's the one of the big things is and some of the people listening may have not had the kind of upbringing that I had. That you know, my dad. Now you see this little baby behind me. Can you see that yeah, on my shoulder? Yeah. You ever wonder what that is? <laughs> I, I do actually. Okay. Ask. So I'm the baby of six boys. Now, did you ever hear oh, of Johnny wow. Cash? You ever hear Johnny Cash? All right, well, Johnny Cash had a a song called A Boy Named Sue. The song was about an old drunk cowboy who figured he wouldn't be there to help his kid grow up, and so he named him Sue to make him scrap and crawl, you know. So that's that's the, the background of this. Well, my dad was 50 when he had me. He went to second grade. Um, he's already 50, has me. So he figures he won't be around to help raise me. So that blue thing is a pillow. He put my, when I could just crawl, he put my pillows in front of me and my toys on the other side to teach me how to overcome obstacles and scratch and claw to get to what I wanted. Mm -hmm. To this day, I'm totally unstoppable. Now I won't cheat or screw anybody over or step on them to get where I'm going. But if you tell me I can't do something, you, you, it's it's going to be dangerous for you to be in the way as I go blowing by you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so uh, so that's uh, anybody out there that's got kids. If you can instill that in them, don't make it too easy on them. Mm. That's when they're always in gangs and therapy and drugs and alcohol when they don't yep. have the ability to handle the normal stresses of life. Make them go work at McDonald's. Make them go. Uh, you know, work on the golf course or cut grass or do dig ditches or something so that they understand stresses of daily life as they get older when you're not there to protect them. Mm. So that's that's the advice you take from a (laughs) (laughs) non-parent. That's great. I mean, just being the youngest of six boys, I think resilience was just in your blood. Being able to overcome obstacles, I can only imagine. But I mean, such great points there. You know, 
proclaiming what you're going to do. I actually do the same. I, you know, I have my mantras. I proclaim out into the world yeah. twice every single day. You know, I say I'm going to write, direct and star in my own feature film and pull a Rocky and have a whole series about mm-hmm. it. I say that I, and I was just hiking in the woods this weekend, seven miles in the snow alone with my dog. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to go on that show alone on discovery. And here I am uh, yeah, talking yeah. about it right now. And I'm, I'm proclaiming I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I actually have on one of their guests coming up next week. One of the past seasons. That would get guests. you right to the producer. Easy. Exactly. Yeah. So he's going to, he's an awesome dude. And um, I wanted to have money. He's just a beast. So I figured, you know, I should try that. I, I, I love the outdoors. I love being in the woods and I proclaim it. And you guys out there, the happy hustlers listening, you should start proclaiming what you want. You know, what you're after manifest those dreams into reality by first speaking them into existence and training your brain subconsciously that it's getting done. Like when Tom says he's going to do something, it's already done. It's just how, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that, Tom. It doesn't mean there won't be any uh, obstacles, but that's Right there, the the big blue pillow. You just yep. have to, in fact, get one. I should sell it <laughs> to teach people. You know, go. No, there's going to be all kinds of zigzag ways to get somewhere, but you can't just quit as soon as the first first obstacle happens. That's why most people fail. One hundred percent. You'll never lose if you don't quit. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's a good saying too. So. So I, you may have other contacts, but the documentary producer out of Hollywood would be glad to introduce you to. Uh, so she's got yeah. lots of connections and uh, ideas on how to do what you just said. Well, that's awesome, Tom. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you very much, and I'll definitely take you up mm-hmm. on that. Let's talk about spirituality. I don't know your beliefs. Um, you know, for me, I believe in a higher power. You know, I'm very mm-hmm. spiritual. I like to pray and and to, you know, believe in God and have faith. And I think it's important as an entrepreneur, as a happy hustler to practice mindful spirituality in some component. Do you have any happy hustle hacks for your <laughs> yeah. spirituality? Yeah, I do. Uh, awesome. When people ask me, well, what religion are you? I, you know, with my comic background, I'm always happy to confuse the hell out of anybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, what was that movie? Uh, uh, Poseidon, the Poseidon Adventure. So I say I'm Poseidon, and they're like, "Man, I never heard of that. So some fish thing? I don't know what is that." So, well, uh, the original Poseidon Adventure movie. They have a remake now, but the original was Gene Hackman and Shelley Winters were in it, and Gene Hackman was a preacher. And so he was on deck. I remember I was a, must have been a kid when I, I heard this, but I said, you know what? You just can't go wrong with this. He said, take the little piece of God in you and do good for people. Mm. I'm thinking, how can you mess that up? I mean, that, that's, so that's the way I've lived my life. I'm not necessarily religious. Don't go to church. I mean, in my little town, the more money you gave, the closer you got to sit to the front. At third grade, I could see that just doesn't seem right to me. I don't know about that. Nowadays, they got ATMs in the back thing, and you got to you know swipe your credit card to sit down in the pew. I don't know, (laughs) right? So as well, yeah. So uh, so I just do good for people. Now I've switched that a little bit to animals. You know, so I'm an animal nut, and I raised enormous amounts of money for uh, dog rescue and stuff like that. We had these little white dogs. Uh, before I got the German Shepherds, we were, like, real strict on the retreat center with no dog hair and everything. And uh, so we had these Bichon Frise dogs. They're little white dogs, and they, they look like uh, poodles. So everybody would say, oh, what a cute poodle you have. Well, 
the dog is thinking, well, it's getting a complex. Like, say, I'm not a poodle. I'm a Bichon. <laughs> right? I had to get a doggy psychiatrist and everything. So I started a website called I am not a poodle. Dot com, and we raised $24,000 for Bichon Rescue here in the Southern Virginia. This you know, they, were, they had 17 dogs at the house, and these really selfless people were taking care of these, these dogs. And so, um, you know, it just came out of nothing. Again, you can do a lot of great things uh, with not sitting in church, you know, and, and if I started singing, then everybody would start getting sick, you know, so, so it's better <laughs> that I take care of dogs who howl at the moon also. <laughs> I hear you, Tom. I mean, I believe the secret to living is giving, like, you know, Tony Robbins says, and I really do believe I'm at my happiest when I'm giving back to others. I just, mm-hmm. you know, volunteered um, to join this um fly fishing for veterans out here in Montana. So I take them fly fishing and, you know, to help with PTSD. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. also, you know, attempting to partner with multiple different nonprofits. My brother has a nonprofit that he's starting up. You know, I think really giving to others is, is such a key component of being a happy hustler. And it's just the way to be happy and fulfilled, mm-hmm. you know, like you feel so good when you give to others. Yep. And, and I know you give away a ton of free content. You give away a ton of money to causes and, and people you believe in. And so I just commend you for that. And that's just awesome to hear about the The dog rescue as just one example. <laughs> yeah. So awesome there, Tom. Last, you know, tangible happy hustle hack I like to I like to give, and you might have a, a funny response. I'm sure you will, actually. But it is about health, and I know you do have, you know, uh, something where you're working on it. But you do you did mention, you know, when we talked briefly that your doctor was shocked by your health <laughs> and, and how actually good it is. Uh, talk to us about maybe a happy hustle hack to stay cognitively sharp and physically strong um, that you could share. Well, you know, I, I attributed it, first of all, to some things people can't, I don't think they can change. Maybe a guy like you can figure it out. But I I kind of figure I have good genes because I've always been really big. I was all state football and I was a fanatic in my younger age uh, from, I don't know, about eight or nine years old midget football is when it started till the end of college. Wow. And I was a fanatic. So I. I was offensive guard at uh, oh, nice. major college, top 20 school. What uh, school? Uh, West by God, Virginia. <laughs> you oh, got to nice. say, say by God in there when you say West Virginia. Okay. WVU. Gotcha. We were top 20 at the time. Yeah, they're great. Peach, team. You know, peach ball and stuff. Um, but I was all state wrestler and, uh, you know, just uh, all state football, all that stuff, you know, but uh, so if you can get your kids working out and get their bones strong at a young age, that's going to be better in the long run. Because after that craziness for all those years, I was really burnt out. And when I got my nightclub, I just ballooned my weight ballooned up because my caloric intake was enormous from working out two a days for like 15 years. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, and then, but you're still shoveling food in, like you know, uh, with a steam like you're shovel. Working out, yeah. yeah see, so, so that's uh, that's been a problem with me. And the the only success I've had is the keto um, diet because um, I tried everything else, uh, but the uh, 
knocking out the carbs has kept my mind really clear. And uh, I lost about 100 pounds in, wow. over the course of a year on keto. And then I got in this hunting accident and then had to sit around for six months and kind of lost it back. So I'm back mm. on it again. And also do the intermittent fasting. Yep. Uh, but I'm thinking about experimenting with uh, uh, intermittent fasting a day at a time rather than just the eight hours at a time. So yep. I tried three to five days. And uh, ah, it didn't work. To, I was able to do it, and I felt great, but I had to stay near a bathroom. Mm. <laughs> I just didn't. That didn't work out. So, so I'm gotcha. uh, looking at. But anytime that I have less food in me, I'm way more energetic. And yep. even though I'm like for my age and size, I'm you know massively energetic to start with. But yeah, but, uh, but when uh, when there's less food in me, especially less carbs, uh, it uh, is totally different. Yeah. Got it. Awesome, Tom. Those I are, still want to see your green drink, but when I heard you say apple cider vinegar, I'm thinking, oh, man. I'll give you the recipe. Tastes good. Oh, I can't know if I can handle it. <laughs> you know what? Some of the things that you got to do for optimal health don't taste good yeah. or feel good. I got to say, like, cold tubs never feel good. But oh, my after, God. You know what I mean? But the benefits outweigh the costs. So. Well, where would if I find a tub that big for me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll build you one. We, we'll figure <laughs> under the butcher shop man. <laughs> <laughs> right well tom let's distill what we've learned in terms of you know really marketing strategies and creating a digital business into like a tangible take home before we dive into the rapid fire round what do you want the happy hustlers to take away from you know your expertise about internet marketing and, and building a digital business okay so the uh, main overall is keep your costs low uh, learn as much as you can from people that are credible, that blazed the trail before you, uh, so that you don't make costly mistakes, because it's too easy to go down a million different rabbit holes. Uh, and stick with digital products to start, because of the not profit margins. You, like I said, I got a dozen ways here, if I ever come back, that tell you of ways to start with no website. You know, mm. So, like I said, eBay is one. Um, you want to do bras? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. People ask me, how much weight do you want to lose, Tom? I said, well, I just want to get down to a B cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's it. Knowledge, cost low, um, announce your stuff, what you're going to do, uh, high profit margins, and um, uh, knowledge is the key, you know, so that's, that's a way to get started. There's, there's a million different ways I could tell you how to do it, but if you don't do those things, none of the other ways matter. Mm, so true. Love that. Tom, I asked all my guests this, what was your first hustle? Can you recall first thing you did for money? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was selling, um, advertising specialties at 10 years old, um, up and down the street of my little town that only had like six stores. <laughs> so oh, so I would sell matchbooks and pens with their names on it. Uh, but I sold my first used car when I was 15. Didn't have a, even a learner's permit at the time. So uh, I used to sell uh, uh, scrap copper. My dad was an electrician. He'd bring home uh, copper. I'd uh, take off the insulation and take it to the scrapyard for money. Uh, so those, those kinds of things, anything like I said, to avoid working for a living. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Tom, let's dive into the rapid fire route. This is where we just basically <coughs> ask you random questions and you answer. Honestly, first thing that comes to mind, are you ready? I'm ready. Favorite movie. Go. The sting. Favorite food? 
Spaghetti. Favorite book. Influence, the psychology of persuasion. What's your spirit animal? Dog has to be. Best business advice. Um, don't delegate. Do you have a favorite cliche saying? Um, give me a topic. Oh, uh, is about that what? Oh, anything. <laughs> like, <is> that, <laughs> favorite that cliche it? cliche saying is, uh, oh, if a web designer uh, was so great at making money with websites, would they be working for you? <laughs> <laughs> right. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, let's see. Um, to be able to keep the uh, the women away a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> if you had your favorite weapon, what would it be? Because I know you're into martial arts. Uh, your favorite weapon is your mind. Oh, that's good. One word you wish to be synonymous with your name for the rest of your life. Fair. Hmm, love it. And three things you're most grateful for. Uh, happy hustle. <laughs> Uh, stainless steel sporks <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, steel straws. No. So, um, um, the pillow behind me that my dad, that my dad did my dad's work ethic and his uh, birds in the bee talk, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which was great. Like, it was like half a sentence. <laughs> oh my god, those are great! I'll Tom. tell you that offline. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Tom, thank you so much for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, and your resources with the happy hustlers out there. I want to remind people one more time: go check out Screw the Commute podcast and get a copy of that free ebook, ScrewTheCommute.com backslash Happy Hustle. And Tom, what are some other places people can go online to find out more about you and, uh, you know, follow your journey? Yeah, well, greatinternetmarketingtraining.com is my mentor site. So that's where uh, the higher-end customers that come in and stay at the retreat center. It's a year-long program. So that's a, that's a good one. It's a very unique program. And it also includes a scholarship to my school, which some people have gifted to uh, their daughters and kids, and they're making $6,000 a month before they even graduate, you know? So, uh, very powerful, um, nuts and, you know, I'm all nuts and bolts stuff that really work. No, no, how to basket weave underwater and, you know, all that kind of stuff they teach in college. Right. So, yeah. So greater net marketing training.com is uh, good. Screw the commute.com is good. Awesome, Tom. Yeah, those are so great. Like, I, I, I even put that in your bio. I was like, I love Tom for just being the straight shooter that he <laughs> is regarding business. No BS. Just this is what it is. So you guys check that out. And I got to brag about one of my students. The first kid, I do a whole segment on uh, recruiting young geeks and propeller heads, I call them, to help you. My first one just sold his third startup. You ready? You're sitting down, right? $340 million to Viacom. Oh. You can look it up online. He sold Pluto.tv. That was oh, his third nice. startup uh, to Viacom for $340 million and wrote an article in Forbes about how I got him started. So, so I'm very that's, proud of him. Yeah. That is awesome. Wow. Hopefully you got a little commission. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, next time I come to L.A., you're buying dinner, buddy. Heck yeah. <laughs> 
great top. Well, you guys got to check it out. Screwthecommute.com. Check out the internet marketing training. It's imtcva.org. And Tom, final question. What does happy hustling mean to you? That means I only deal with people I like. <laughs> so I live my life. I get up when I want. I go to bed when I want. I do the things that I love. And you can still have loads of money coming in to finance the whole bit. And you can help uh, other people too. That is great, Tom. Love it. Thanks again, man. This has been a blast. My pleasure. Thanks, guys, for watching and listening. Peace and love. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.